Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about forgiveness and mental health. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health inpatient registered nurse and professional content developer. So let's get started with talking about forgiveness. Elton John once sang, sorry seems to be the hardest word. And if you think apologizing is difficult, then let me introduce you to its much tougher cousin, forgiveness. Well, forgiveness is quite possibly the only generous act that is also a selfish act. In forgiving someone, we do more for ourselves than we do the other person because the opposite of forgiveness is punishment. And when we hold on to to hurt, anger, and betrayal, then what we're really doing is punishing ourselves. That doesn't mean that you let yourself be taken advantage of or manipulated, uh, but it means that you release the negative and focus instead on realistic optimism, having the belief that things can and will get better and being prepared to make changes if somebody tries to take advantage of that optimism. So what is forgiveness? What forgiveness is and what it's not. Let's start there. Forgiveness is choosing to let go of anger so that you can work through and release all of the stuff that often goes with holding on to negative past events, hurt, betrayal, sadness, disappointment, bitterness, fear, loss of power, loss of confidence, etc., etc. The Mayo Clinic describes it as a decision to let go of resentment and thoughts of revenge. There are two main types of forgiveness, forgiving another person and forgiving yourself. And sometimes they can be happening at the same time, depending on the situation or the event. I'll be exploring both throughout this podcast episode. But according to the Mayo Clinic, the act that hurt or offended you might always be with you, but forgiveness can lessen its grip on you and help free you from the control of the person who harmed you. Forgiveness can even lead to feelings of understanding, empathy, and compassion for the one who hurt you. Forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting or excusing the harm done to you or making up with the person who caused the harm. Forgiveness brings a kind of peace that helps you go on with life. End of quote. It's that peace bit that I really want to focus on for a minute. One of the key aspects of good mental health is your ability to live in the present, 
to learn from the past and let go of negative stuff that has happened, to hope and plan for the future while knowing that nothing is ever, ever set in stone. And the only constant in life is change. So being prepared to not be prepared and learning how to be okay with that and to fully live in this moment and be completely present in the present. That stuff all takes time, daily effort, and perseverance. And helping you to do that is pretty much the whole point of this podcast episode. And doing so helps you to find moments of peace and calm, regardless of what might be going on in your head or in the world around you. The more you work on the things that bring you peace and calm, the more of those moments you will experience until eventually that becomes the norm and the negative stuff becomes the exception. Although even then it's, it still requires daily effort. Nothing in life is just set and forget. Forgiveness helps you to release the stuff that holds you back from peace and calm. It allows you to let go of grudges so that they don't follow you into your future where they have a habit of tainting all the good stuff in life. What forgiveness looks and feels like will be different to each of us. Let me quote from goodtherapy.org. For many, for, for many, Forgiveness is simply the act of moving past a slight and not holding a grudge. For others, the process of forgiving someone requires repairing the relationship. While many people do feel that reconciliation is a step in the process of forgiveness, they are generally able to see the two processes as separate. End of quote. Let's also talk about what it's not. Forgiveness is not about religion, although the notion of forgiveness is common to many faiths. It's not about approving of or excusing another person's actions. Instead, it's about making your peace with what has happened since the past cannot be changed. It's also not not about forgetting about what happened, or pretending it never happened. Good mental health is found through genuine acceptance of events. Also, it's not just moving on or getting over it. By the way, I think I've said this before, not a single person in the history of the world has ever just gotten over something or even calmed down as a result of being told to get over it or, or calm down. It's like a red rag to a bull. So please be really conscious of not saying it to other people or even to yourself. Again, it's not reconciliation or a repairing of trust. Those take time as well as seeing change through actions rather than words. It's not just being a one-off thing. It takes time and it's a journey. Sometimes you can find yourself re-experiencing 
some or even all of the hurt and pain later on, which may lead you to need to refocus on forgiveness more than once. Letting ourselves be taken advantage of in the future. I've said many times in this episode that the only true mistake is the one that you don't learn from. And so true forgiveness doesn't work unless you learn the lessons so that you can make changes where necessary. It's not wanting revenge either. There's an old saying which has been incorrectly attributed to Confucius. It's actually something that evolved over time that goes, before you embark on a journey of revenge, dig two graves. What that means is that it might seem appealing to deliver your own justice, but when you focus on the negative, then that is what you will experience more of in your life. Forgiveness is about finding positive ways to channel your energy, and positivity breeds more positivity. Plus, seeking revenge is the very opposite of processing things and letting go. It's holding on to the hurt and betrayal. Actually, it's not just holding on. It's clinging on for dear life. And when you hold on to bitterness, then over time, you become bitter. And life is way too valuable to waste it being bitter. It's not about the other person. For Forgiveness is about you, not the other person. It's about consciously choosing to let go of anger and pain and instead to focus on your peace of mind, whether or not the other person accepts your forgiveness is really irrelevant. Heck, they don't even have to know that you forgive them because it's something you do for your own peace of mind. Why does forgiveness help improve your mental health? Anger is toxic. Over time, it has a tendency to fester and turn into bitterness and resentment, which has a way of turning you into a more negative person. The thing about negative energy is that it attracts more negative energy, which is the exact opposite of what anyone who is looking to improve their mental health should be focused on. Holding on to anger and grudges is wasted energy. Anything that isn't in your best interest will weigh you down. And so forgiveness helps you to release that stuff so you can focus on living your best possible life in the here and now. Going back to the Mayo Clinic, they say, If you're unforgiving, you might bring anger and bitterness into every relationship and new experience and also become so wrapped up in the wrong that you can't enjoy the present, become depressed or anxious, feel that your life lacks meaning or purpose, or that you're at odds with your spiritual beliefs and lose valuable and enriching connectedness with others, end quote. So, 
Not being able to forgive can cause health issues such as anxiety, depression, fatigue, self-harm, and even substance abuse. So in a nutshell, holding on to negative feelings towards others or towards yourself, or even both, can lead to a decrease in your overall health, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, social, and even financial, because it can lead you to make unhealthy decisions that make one or many of these aspects of health. I think it also comes back to just realizing and accepting that most of what other people do is about them and their baggage, not you. And so with that said, let's get into the how-to part of forgiveness. I'm going to start out with a few bits of general advice, which didn't seem to specifically fit anywhere when I was researching this, but which I felt were important enough to still be covered. And then I'll move into the how-to steps. So my four main bits of general advice about forgiveness is be clear about who you're really angry with or hurt by. Sometimes we can be mad at another person when in fact we're actually angry or disappointed with ourselves. So be clear about who you're really angry with or hurt by and don't compare one person to another. This can be especially common in relationships where you, you might have been hurt by the actions of an ex-partner and so may then have suspicions or doubts when you're with someone new. Every person is unique and developing healthy relationships requires trust, which takes time to grow. And so often we have to take a leap of faith with our heart, with our heart open, but also with our eyes open. Forgiveness isn't conditional. Either you forgive or you don't. End of discussion. If you want to put conditions on the situation or the other person, you're actually still holding on to the hurt or the anger or whatever it was. You can sit and wait a thousand years for an apology. And even if you do eventually get one, it doesn't necessarily change anything. If you're having a tough time with it, I recommend working with a counselor or a therapist. Or you might also find some uh, past episodes to be helpful, like my baggage episode, uh, things like that. And then... What if is a dangerous game to play? When you sit and think about the event and start to consider the shoulda, woulda, coulda, what you're doing is ruminating, which can be connected with conditions like anxiety and depression, to name just a couple, especially if it becomes more frequent and harder to control. So... I talked about this topic when I was talking about overthinking in one of my podcasts. So check that out. However, let me just say that the past has passed and cannot be changed. And so no amount of sitting and thinking about what might have happened if this had been different 
or that had been said will make any difference. It is wasted energy, which will potentially make things worse because it takes you away from acceptance. If you're doing that, notice it and then refocus your energy on the present and what you need to do to resolve things based on where you are today. Okay, so with that in mind, let's get into the how-to part. Uh, speaking about forgiveness broadly, regardless of whether it's about other people or about yourself, work out how you feel about forgiveness. All journeys start with working out where you are at the beginning. And when it comes to forgiveness, it's important to be honest with yourself about your feelings towards it. Do you believe in forgiveness? Do you think it's a strength or do you think it's a weakness? Because if you think it's the latter, then you're going to have a tough time actually forgiving someone or yourself. So I recommend dealing with that first. Being open to forgiveness means actually being open to the value of forgiveness wholeheartedly. And that's something only you can do. Then identify the what, what the situation or event was, who was involved and what the result of their actions were for you. Also at this point, I encourage you to consider what your role in this situation was as well. In many cases involving other people and yourself, there's often three versions of events. Their version, your version, and the truth, which tends to lie somewhere in the middle. Why? Because when you're looking back on events, you're usually judging yourself based on your intentions as well as your actions, since you know what you meant or didn't mean, whereas you only have the other person's actions to judge the situation, on, um, as you can never truly know what their intentions were and the majority of people don't set out to be horrible. It often just happens. So this is where some compassion, empathy, and understanding can go a long way towards forgiveness. Of course, if you're seeing the same pattern of behavior over and over from the other person, especially if you've previously addressed it with them in a kind yet assertive way, then that's a very different story. Forgiveness is about being kind, not being a doormat. So never let yourself be deliberately or repeatedly taken advantage of. Also, let me be very clear and say that all of the stuff I just said about empathy and your role in this situation absolutely does not apply where you have been on the receiving end of abuse or seriously traumatic events. There is still very much a road towards forgiveness and it will definitely help you to heal so you can get on with your life. But you are not at fault for the bad things that have happened where your power has been stripped away from you. So let's focus on the things we can all do to regain our power regardless of the situation or event. Next, focus on identifying and acknowledging your emotions. Be clear about how you feel, but do so in an objective way rather than allowing yourself to get bogged down by them. Name your emotions and be sure you identify what you're really feeling. For example, I can be prone to feeling angry 
not feel wrong, but anger is actually masking hurt or betrayal or insecurity or even rejection. This goes back to what I've said in previous episode, which is that not all of your thoughts are true. And indeed, often they're masking a deeper pain or a bigger issue because we're just instinctively reacting rather than taking the time to respond in a more thoughtful way. Name your emotions and their root causes so that you can then, next, understand your reactions. Once you know what you really feel, take the time to understand those feelings. If it's rejection, why? If it's betrayal, why? When we look at our demons and we look them in the eye, they begin to lose their ability to whisper away in dark corners of our minds. Because when we really see them, we can finally confront them and begin to take away their power. Then choose to forgive. Forgiveness is a choice. It's a choice we make for our own peace of mind. And it doesn't just magically happen because we blink our eyes like the genie in I Dream of Genie, but by making the choice to let go and then turning that decision into reality every day. Choose to prioritize your growth over all things. I talk about growth in different episodes, and I talk broadly about growth as being the desire to be and do better today than yesterday, and then tomorrow being and doing better than today. Since you can only move forward, it's up to you to decide if you want to stay stuck in your past or if you want to grow from whatever has happened. Then also be kind, whether you're forgiving someone else or forgiving yourself, consciously choose to to practice kindness. It's a decision to prioritize your peace of mind about anything else. And then choose to take back your power. You are in control of your life. No matter what happened in the past, it's in the past. So you can leave it there. You live here now. So live here now. Make decisions every day that are in the best interests of your overall health and mental well-being and strive to put what you've learned from your experiences into practice so that you can make changes for the better in order to rebuild and maintain your power. You are not a victim, nor are you just a survivor. You are a thriver and you have the power to shape your life into whatever you want it to be. The choice to do so is yours. All you have control over are your own words, actions, and feelings. However, they are the three most powerful defenses in the world when wielded positively and assertively. This is real life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.